0: I want this forever. Just you in the grotto with nothing but your nights on. We keep all the lights on. Same
1: again. What do you consider you? I mean, it's like, cause I listened to obviously Drew Barrymore is the record you're promoting now, which by the way is phenomenal. Thank you. Thanks, man. By the way, for listening to me last night on the show. I, I saw your Dude, Instagram. Thank
0: you for playing. Dude, that's that, that was insane. Like, and I was I was honestly doing a different, I was gonna do a different little shtick on my on my
1: uh, story, yeah. and then it
0: came on, and I heard it in the background. I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. What are the odds? Because we had heard it once already.
1: Yeah, yeah. Dude, I Thank no, you, man. Well, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I mean, but I, but going back to just, like, you know, we, we define people by, like, you know, this is a pop artist. This is a hip-hop artist. I've listened to Drew Barrymore, love the song, um, love the hook, love everything about it, but then there's a song called... Um, Oh man, I'm trying to think. Just the tell me of how it goes. It's uh, well, there's a rock, uh, there's a rock beat behind it. It's called the uh, the Thug Song. I believe. Oh yeah, dude, you you. I mean, that takes talent to take a rock beat, you know, and, and rap over it. I mean, what what are you defined as as far as a format? I mean, because we're playing you on a pop station, but I mean, you could be pop, you could be hip hop, hell, you could be alt rock if you really wanted to. Here, Tough question. I'm say. sorry. It's, no
0: man, like. I read a lot. Yeah. I'll start there. I I read a lot about a lot of different subjects and like from sci-fi to autobiographies and what that has helped me do more than anything besides extend my vocabulary is is forget about limitations because writers have none. They can write about anything all the time. There is no subject that is too taboo for any writer and music is the same way and there's no like I wouldn't know what to call somebody like Michael Crichton who writes science fiction who also writes his own stories about his own life and the extent of which he can write is limitless so I just think of it that way when I'm writing songs I just listen to as much as I can and find as many artists that I like listen to things like fellow cootie and then listen to things like rancid and then I try to figure out what it would sound like if they came together to make a song so I don't really think about writing in a genre. I don't think about if I need to stick to rapping or if I need to stick to a song that sounds like Drew Barrymore. I just want the song to be good as the medium and to, uh, to be something that I don't think anyone else would have thought of. Did you,
1: when did you get this urge, this knack to start writing for, for songs? I just grew up thinking that man, as soon as I knew I
0: wanted to do music, I was like 13 years old. So it was early, you know? And I, uh, I knew right away. I was like, if you want to be an artist, you have to write your own songs. I didn't know there was an alternative, right? You know, I just I just assumed that you had to learn how to play an instrument so that you had a tool to write songs with. So you I play taught guitar, myself, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I taught myself to play guitar. My mom got me one for my thirteenth birthday. Just you taught little...
1: yourself to play guitar?
0: Yeah, I mean, for the first year, yeah. probably. You know, I just like looked at tabs and figured out Third Eye Blind songs and Green Day songs and. Yeah. Uh, Stuff that was, like, a lot easier to play because it was just power chords, you know? And then I fell in love with punk music, so it was like, all right, cool. There was, like, an attitude Blink to that. Time. Yeah, Blink, Rancid, Transplants, uh, Operation Ivy. And then when I got to high school, I was, like, the only black kid that knew any of these bands. <laughs> right. So um, I met my guitarist in my my punk band in high school in my theater class, and he had, like, this mohawk, and he had, like, the patches on his jacket, and and he was just shocked to meet a kid that, You know, had I think I had braces at the time. Whatever, (laughs) I did not look like somebody that should know who Rancid was, and you know, by any means, know all their songs. And uh, so we started a band together. We had a lesbian drummer and a stoner surfer bassist. And you still keep in touch with all these people, dude? I just got back from Vegas with all of them for uh, the drummer her her lesbian bachelorette party. Nice. And yeah, I left. The day I was done with tour, I flew straight to Vegas to meet them all, uh, the whole band uh, to celebrate. Yeah, so.
1: So you went from tour to Vegas to Charlotte yesterday to yeah. Greenville today. Yeah. So to
0: hopefully a nap later. I haven't been home more than two days, I think, is since maybe January. Is home still in New York City? Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah, I, live I live in LA. Born in Hollywood. New York, though, right? Yeah, born in New York. I grew up pretty much in Los Angeles. Okay. So. What borough? New York. Uh, I was born in Manhattan. I was born okay. in the uh, Upper West. No, uh, not Upper West. Uh, lower, Lower East Side. Okay. Uh, my mom's apartment was on Columbus and one. I don't even know. You got people stalking you now. Though. You know, yeah. taking photos get, get, outside your old house. My mom's old apartment. I guarantee you, it's not there anymore. And they don't, they don't,
1: they don't hold tight to buildings in Manhattan. These no. Days. Um, boy if you're a realtor in New York city you're you're, you're, you're doing well for yourself uh, especially in today's day and age or lost any big city but yeah I was What's... born in my mom's apartment night <laughs> yeah, okay no hospital straight in the nah, house she wanted to
0: have a home birth and what she was did the
1: it. what was the why the transition from New York City to la uh, because both my parents uh, their businesses
0: you know were on the west coast like my mom was an actress and she went from being on Star Search to being a extremely struggling actress in L.A., like, to the point where, like, my uncle, we would stay with my uncle sometimes, and he would, like, bring us groceries. Like, my she lived in a basement apartment in L.A., and I was too young to really give a crap about what that meant. Yeah. You know, I didn't understand what being poor or rich was. So... We just like me and my mom just watched Disney movies and hung out and went on like as soon as she, uh, I remember the day that things changed for her because she got a part on a soap opera, uh, which one passions Okay. was called. It's not on anymore. All right. Um, but she was on it for 10 years and, uh, she had been driving around the same Honda Accord for like five years with no insurance. And I came home from school one day and she had like a new Land Rover and I was like, okay, something has changed here. Um, and she did, yeah. The she W-2 like has gotten lives. bigger. Huh?
1: The W-2 got bigger. Yeah,
0: man. She changed our lives. And she was always like a mom first, no matter what, and stayed that way. So, But then I went from... That to growing up kind of on the set and watching all that happen and, and like understanding so you were born lighting around and it. yeah I was yeah. yeah I was around it all the time that's why I know what I'm doing when I'm on a set and how to act and how shots should be set up just from watching growing up.
1: Do you take that? Uh, and I don't know if you uh, play into this in like your music videos, like Drew Barrymore. Are you you, know, you you sing the song Drew Barrymore, but are you also involved in the behind the scenes on music videos? Oh yeah, everything. Yes. Yeah, it's
0: almost to like a fault because. I, I I have the vision in my head of what I want something to look like, I and you have to kind of depend on the person that you're trusting to direct it and the DP to get it there. Yeah. But then you realize they have their own vision, and then you realize it's not going to look anything like what you intended. And then you still have to figure out how to make it look good. Yeah, I'm 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 involved in every single part of even as, as far down to the artwork that we post on Spotify. I have my cousin do now. So
1: going back to your childhood, I mean, you talk about how, you know, you basically grew up uh, almost poor, I guess, or struggling. Yeah. Uh, You know, does that make you uh, respect money a little more? I mean, now that you're you're where you are, you're making you, you you know, my mom
0: was always frugal. My dad is, too. I mean, you know, they never I still don't know how much money my dad has, actually, because they 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 have black appreciation for money, which is a different thing because we haven't had it as long. Right. You know, uh, Like my, my dad grew up in New York in the eighties and his dad grew up in New York in the sixties and seventies and and Uh, fifties and like where you, it was even hard for him to get a job. So you had no choice but to be frugal, you know? And they just like kind of passed that down to me. I just don't spend a lot of money.
1: Well, in the seventies in Manhattan, it was totally different than the Manhattan we know of Of today. I mean, I'm from New Jersey. So like I go up there, you know, my mom's from Inglewood. Okay. I'm from Washington township. So I'm South Jersey near Philly. No kidding. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, but I I, I mean and, and it was the same thing for me, like, you know, uh I and not saying that I make a ton of money in radio, trust me. <laughs> yeah. Um but, you know, going from like uh Camden County, Jersey where it's you know, you hear gunshots every day, you know, in the middle of the oh, afternoon. Camden. Oh yeah, I've been yeah, to Camden. So, yeah, we're right beside Camden. Oof. Uh so my mom yeah. and dad said, Hey, let's get the hell out of here. Um Smart thinking. Well, and but then we moved here and we didn't really know the neighborhood, so we moved to another Part of town that again it was you know it it was we didn't have a ton of money we didn't you know we were just starting out so like I feel like I have a value you know like I mean the money that I do have like I just bought a new car but it's like I've never had a new car like you know I've never had a car that had less than a hundred thousand miles on it so like when I got in and my girlfriend's the same way you know she she uh you know grew up I she drove me by her neighborhood the other day and it was it was just it wasn't the greatest and she's hustled to get you know where she's at now not saying we're rich. But, like, she bought a new car the other day, too, and the guy was like, here's your odometer, you know, and your trip, and it's got seven miles on it. And she said, oh, seven miles on the trip, you know? Uh, no, seven miles total on the car. And she's like, what? What yeah, the fuck? Yeah, man, fu-? I like, share
0: that, that yeah. mystique. I've never, yeah, I've never, to this day, I have never, <laughs> that's insane. That's I mean, that, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I but I think, like, just sitting here and chatting with you and then chatting with you off air, like, uh you have this humble like just educated uh, uh i don't know but there's a mind about you i'm fucking amazed like oh thank you man. hanging out with you just in this short amount of time you, you, i mean you went to college too right you went to berkeley yeah i
0: did i went to berkeley and boston
1: yeah. you can't just walk in the doors there you have to That's almost what they say yeah audition <laughs> to
0: get in i mean i did
1: audition to get in actually
0: i auditioned to get in by playing a song that i had written with my high school band
1: nice (laughs) yeah
0: and i got a scholarship to go there and
1: uh why why not just say screw it i'll go continue my music career instead of go to college well i guess once i mean
0: once i found out that you could look all through high school i was writing songs in class anyway yeah you know and like i i thought that i was going to be with that band forever you know i'm like those those are still my family so i thought that's that was what i was going to do i was going to be a punk rock band lead singer right and um you know as life would have it you just get pushed in the right direction and and i my my teachers were always telling me like you're not going to get into college if you like keep writing in class and i would get in trouble sometimes for it wouldn't you know that that's exactly how I ended up getting into
1: college? But isn't it funny? It's funny how that works because I would always get in trouble for talking in class. And uh, now that's all you do. That's my, by, like, I, I have a career now doing that. So isn't it kind of like weird how, you know, these teachers. How like, wrong these teachers right, are? Right. I got sent to the principal's office. Uh, like first grade and it was for talking too much in class with my mom like, like first grade? First grade. Jesus. I mean that's that's how young I started. I was that annoying <laughs> at six years old. And uh but now I mean, now she kinda looks at it and my parents look at it like, Okay he did something with it, you know. Kind of the same with you. Like you went to.
0: It was just who you always were, and you figured out what it was that worked for you. I mean, I feel like life is really good if you look at the signs of showing you where you're headed before you get there.
1: Did you graduate? You graduated Berkeley. You got no. all. Life... Oh no,
0: I left. I left yeah. after two two years. Yeah.
1: What was the reason for just because your career was taken off?
0: Uh, I mean, you could kind of say that it wasn't really. I uh, so so. My second year at Berkeley, Glee was the biggest thing on the planet. Okay, at, in the moment, and Fo- they had Fox's
1: a, hit show, yeah, yeah,
0: and they had uh, a spinoff show that they were doing called the Glee Project, yeah. which was to find the next kid. It was like the American Idol, but to find the next Glee cast member. Gotcha. And everyone in my school was doing it because you took opportunities that arrive for any kind of musician. You know, there's no guarantee, even if you go to a school like Berkeley, like the best that you could hope for is that somebody that you made friends with at Berkeley, unless you were that person, skyrockets. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then you're, you can attach yourself to them. Uh, but no, I. I I wasn't going to do it cuz I had no interest in glee to be honest. I'd never watched an episode. And my mom called me like the last day that you could do this audition online right. where you just post up a video and I uh she's like, "Oh, just do it whatever, you know." And I did Kanye West Gold Digger cuz it was one of the options of songs to do and it was the only one that I knew I could do because <laughs> right. the rest were like Katy Perry and Bruno Mars songs. Right. Um and then I I got onto the show. I like flew to L.A. in the middle of one of the semesters where they brought like, I don't know, 150 finalists or something like that, and then they kept cutting it down and cutting it down, and then they sent a bunch of us home, and then the the casting director of Glee FaceTimed us and would tell us if we made it on the show or not. And I did. And I was one of 12 people to, uh, to get onto the Glee Project. And I was like, even though you Holy really didn't crap. want
1: this, you knew, hey, this is going to kind of help my career.
0: I wanted the opportunity because I didn't know what I wanted yet. I didn't know I was Bryce Vine the artist that just writes whatever he wants to write like right. I, I was still trying to figure it out man when I was at Berkeley I didn't I called my mom two months in and I was like I think they made a mistake because I was so insecure I went from being a medium fish in a small pond to a really small fish in a big pond Right. you know so
1: which is a scary thing I mean dude, it's
0: terrifying it's terrifying man especially if you if you have any kind of sense you know and you realize like you don't match up vocally to 90% of the people that you're around every day And I was I went into the gospel ensemble and the teacher pretty much only let me in because he knew I wanted to figure out my place, you know. Right. Um, But then that was even you're around the greatest singers. The gospel singers are just they're on a different level. And the the passion that they put into their vocal, I think, helped me like just learn that and understand that where that was coming from, because I was never a religious person, but I understood it from the musical perspective more than I understood it just from the religious perspective.
1: Uh, talking about your song, Drew Barrymore, um, Julia Michaels kind of helped out with this. Yeah. What was her role? Did, was it, did she write the whole song? Did she write oh, no. some of it?
0: No, no, no. Uh, so so I had started this beat for Drew Barrymore maybe last summer and, uh, and I wrote all the verses because I had the idea of what I was trying to talk about. I was just trying to talk about a special kind of person that just fills in your gaps like rocky says like she's got gaps i got gaps (laughs) um right i was just trying to talk about a special kind of person without focusing so much on physical appearances which actually turned out to be hard because all my references were like bruno mars was like you're beautiful just the way you are (laughs) and then he goes to talk about her eyes her eyes and it's like oh so it was actually really difficult i just didn't have a hook for the song for a while, right. I just didn't know what it was I went into different sessions trying to figure it out So you had everything else written but I had everything else written, I had produced the song I just didn't have a hook for it yet So Julia had written me this hook Because she was an early believer like three years ago
1: And she had never heard this song The song that you had created other no. than the hook
0: No, 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 no um, She didn't hear it until it was done and I had to be like, "Hey, is it okay if I put this out?" With you know, I'll give you percentage, right? Um, and she was more than happy. She sends me every day now. She almost she sends me like where the song is charting and stuff because I never check. Um, That's
1: what she got that guy for there in the, in the yeah, corner, yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> I like not checking, but she's she gets excited about it because she has so many songs charting all the time. Right. Um, but yeah, no. So she had this she had this idea for Drew Barrymore for for over, like, a really melancholy beat, like, three years before, it, and I just never did anything with it. So I just took that melody and concept, and I just put it over that, and it worked perfectly because even Drew Barrymore is the kind of person, she's a good example of the kind of person I was talking about because she's kind of, she's cute, she's kind of badass, she's got a quality about her, she's iconic. If you've seen The Wedding Singer, then you had a crush on her at one oh point. My God, you know oy, what I mean?
1: Oy vey. I you mean, just, yeah, even today, she's just, you know... Yeah, I would Yeah, I, you know what I'm saying I would <laughs> I mean would. okay so Drew Barrymore is the song I love how the hook is uh, uh, kind of split up it uh, was that would oh, Drew Barry and I want more is, yeah. was that Julia Michaels as well or was that kind of you oh, yeah. taking
0: that oh yeah I would have never thought of something like that I don't think
1: did you think that was like the holy shit that's the most creative thing I mean to no I mean like I said I didn't even
0: use it when I first heard it I thought it was clever but I didn't yeah. have anything to use it with I, I don't know what it is and what What I gravitate towards sometimes, you know, because I like so much stuff that I that was the first time I'd ever even taken something someone else had written, you know, and like used it and saw if it worked. Like most of the time I completely like before maybe a year ago, I only wrote everything by myself. And now I like work with a couple writers that I like and trust and stuff like that. But like I said, man, I'm I'm so involved that sometimes it is uh, like to a
1: fault. Well, it's funny how like that it just fit perfectly. You know, you had you had everything else but that <laughs> and it's almost like someone could hand you like the hook and you're like, This isn't gonna work at all. It's almost like you wrote that whole thing. And no, nobody, you know, or or she heard all of it and then said, oh, I'm going to write just this line. I know, it worked line. so well
0: that it, it seems like it was meant to be. And trust me, since then, since that worked so well, I've gone back on other songs that I never finished and, like, tried to find parts and see if they work for other things and stuff like that. You know, it's it's a good way to yeah. cut and paste to find a, if a song works. Songs that I've written, yeah. but still melodies and things that I just didn't use.
1: I'm being told by your guy i got five minutes here. Oh, you're, you're, okay. You're, you're you're rushing me. What's happening? So, this yeah. is like a Howard Stern but it was happening. great, man. No, I mean you're so easy to talk to. I, saying, I appreciate, man. That means a lot. Well, I mean, Max. I mean, we literally it was supposed to be ten minutes, and we did an hour and ten. Really? And we it just was just I don't know. We got into like the the groove of things, and it just kind of happened. Uh, just a few more things, and yeah, I will yeah, wrap you up. We'll go upstairs and just you know hang out with my boss. I'm I'm in no rush. Jer- Jeremy, over Jeremy's here. over here. I mean, he's hungry. You know, come on, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, actually, we're gonna, I- hey, we're gonna drop this record because you're rushing me. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, did, have you talked to Drew Barrymore about? I mean, not lately, no. Never, but I mean, have no, you never. have you talked to her about the song? No, no. Do you, you don't know if she knows that. I'm
0: sure she's heard it. I'm sure she's heard Scissor's version too.
1: Uh one other artist uh, that you kinda got a Christmas present from um T is Swift. is T Swift, oh, who, yeah. Oh, she mentioned you on some list or something. Yeah, yeah, her favorite
0: songs list, like way before the song was popping too. Yeah. Which was huge because she's one of those people that I admire as a real artist. Yeah. You know, she writes her stuff, she's clearly involved in her whole process and has been in music since she was very young. Also, Talented you know yeah. she's the exact kind of person that you want acknowledgement from when you're working towards a craft like this and she, yeah that was a huge deal I was like alright cool we're on the right track if T-Swift is down
1: have you talked to her either about any of that
0: nah but if you got
1: her number I'll take I, it my, my boss might I don't, I don't have those kind of connections but uh,
0: I don't know a lot like I'm not I've had the same friends since I was like 13 years old the same manager since I started doing this I met my producer in college and my DJ I'm not a I don't know a lot of like clout people just because they have clout you know (laughs) like I don't I I don't I don't have a lot of connections like that either which has actually become kind of a hindrance at this point because when you want to like release a song and have all these cool people talk uh, about it talk about it you just have to let them do it naturally which is why especially you appreciate when someone as big as Taylor Swift finds your song you know
1: is there anybody you want to work with in the future? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Gambino. Anybody that you would just be starstruck as to be like, holy crap, I can't believe this is happening?
0: Maybe not starstruck, but like, I want to pick the brain of Childish Gambino and oh, know how he man. does so much. And how he's so good at so many things all the time. I the- mean, from Atlanta... To I've been and I've been a fan of his since he had like a little comedy sketch on YouTube called Derek Comedy.
1: I remember that. Do you
0: remember that? Yeah, man. Because and, and I knew it was that bu- it was a before
1: star. his, uh, wasn't it? Before the TV show, Oh uh, yeah, Community. Yeah, it was before that. Yeah, yeah it was before that. The uh, what was the song he had um, before this one. Three thousand and five. Jeremy, what's the the song Heartbeat. that Charles Gambino had the ra- the radio hit? Oh, dude, oh, that when yeah. I heard Redbone, I I, I mean, it was blown away. And then, of course, now you've got This Is America, uh, which yeah, he has no limit.
0: That's the kind of brain you want to pick as an artist. You well, know? That's
1: uh, whereas you want to pick him as an artist. I'd want to sit him down and yeah, just, that's your excitement oh, over yes. <laughs> yeah because the the music video that This Is America it's it's, it's, isn't it? It's hundred. It's it's hundred percent. It's exactly what uh, America has turned into. Yeah, uh, you know, and it's 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 sad, I mean, but I mean, but but the fact that he can like take just this idea and then turn it into this song, which I think now is like not even just on pop and hip hop so- stations, but now like alt rock stations are playing it. Is it really? Yeah, like yeah, I mean, cross that
0: barrier, man. And what did he? I mean, it's not even.
1: That's what I mean. Those are the kind of people. Like
0: when you ask him what his genre is, I'll bet you he looks at you like, "What are you talking about?"
1: And that's <laughs> like, and I asked that question in the beginning to you, and I, I, I guess like. In radio, we just define it as like, oh, Julia Michaels pop, you know, Taylor Swift right. pop, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, um, um, anything
0: that people listen to, really. Yeah, but I, I, I but
1: with, plays. but again, with you and just wrapping up, wrapping this up, I mean, you know, I feel like you, you you're, you have just this uh, wide range where you can, again, the rock song I was talking about, the thought was the. the um, the Thug Life, what is oh, oh the Thug song? Thug, yeah, the yeah. Thug song. Yeah, I had it right the first time. Uh, you know, you, the like just listening to that whole song under that rock beat was amazing. And then turning around and hearing the Drew Barrymore record, uh, you know, I, I'm believing in you. Uh, thanks, man. I, I think you got a, a huge uh, career ahead of you, man. And uh, Bryce Vine at Bryce Vine, B R Y C Vine, hey. on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Bryce, thanks for stopping by. Dude,
0: thanks for having me. For real, appreciate you, it, man. man. It's been a blast. I could do this all day if Jeremy would let me. Yeah, Jeremy. I mean,
1: sorry, he's got Yeah, <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah, I where do you guys tonight. have to be? Come on. Don't need no bottle.
0: Purple color lip gloss. Room at the Saguaro. Ain't nowhere I would rather be. Right between your holidays. Coffee on the Flintstone. Jewelry on the ottoman.